Welcome to A Conversation on John. Today we're talking about John 8. We're back. We have a lot of people in the we room do. today. Have, yeah. This, this has the propensity to be chaos today. That's fine. Loud. Which is normal for the podcast. Yeah. Uh, today we do have uh, Zach Yurick. He is our Camden community pastor. Community. community. <laughs> <laughs> what that means. Uh, Greg, he's our uptown campus pastor. Oh. <laughs> we got Rachel Bundy, our future someday president. pastor. Satellite. Not someday. Satellite. And, and we have Elder Scott. Our okay. elder. We've I thought he was the renovation Deacon pastor. Brother Scott. And Mother City, Scott. City no Mother Kim. Scott. Mother Scott. in the corner of the Maybe room. Maybe she should be Mother Kim. Cowering away from the microwave. He said Mother Scott. Microwave? Microwave. What? Is, what? Wow. Where's the microwave? Wings are not happening <laughs> <happy anymore. laughs> Microwave. I heard something about a microwave. Wow. <laughs> absolutely. I don't know what you said, but the that's... Words, I've had a brain injury on the way to Camden. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, this is all been... What did you mean to say? Oh, man. He meant to say microphone, and he said microwave. Oh, yeah. Hi, Kim. Kim has joined hey. us here today. This is so Kim. Scott's got to get the brain bean burrito out of the microwave. Yeah. <laughs> He'll be back. <laughs> God needs lunch. Oh, Kim, Kim told me earlier today when I, well, I've invited her to the podcast <laughs> yesterday, and then today she had already forgotten. I didn't know that it was today. I thought it was like any time. I didn't know you were like, oh, every you should Friday. come tomorrow. Yeah. Okay, and then, well. Every and then her response was, I don't know how to podcast. I, I don't. <laughs> this, this is how you know how to podcast. This is how they podcast. What part is this? This, this one is only 13, but you've done a bunch before that. 13 what? Part 13. Oh, John. Yeah, we John, part thirteen. Part thirteen. I don't see exact words are hard. We've done hundred and fifty. No, no, no. We've done a hundred. We've done hundred. At least hundred. This is episode one hundred and one, right here. How do you tell? How can you tell? I want to know how many we've done. We should have gotten balloons. Well, maybe we should have done that before we started recording. Oh, they're researching. We'll be back in five minutes. So, Kim, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, Kim? You're in your third. Stop. No. Kim is Kim is twenty seven years old. <laughs> I just learned this. Uh, she's uh, she is part of our corner church team. She's interning currently at the moment. She's weeping a little bit. That's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> it's so pretty. That's so fun. And so it's yeah. super super fun to have you here. We're, Thanks. We will continue to talk into the microwave. And, uh, <laughs> oh goodness. Yeah. Really? You just got broken by looking at the they number. They have to do other things now. 153. Oh, wow. That's way more than I thought we had. That's cool, because that's almost as... That's not worth We, we almost have that many listens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 153. Uh, we have 1.2 listens. You have to have like an even number for That's true. plays. Wow. Ooh, that's fancy. And that's an entire... Like, 5,800 5, of those are probably our collective moms playing them on repeat. Right. I mean, my mom listens to it. Your mom <laughs> listens to it. Really? Your mom listens to yeah, it? Yeah, on the treadmill. Well, she doesn't have a treadmill. Well, but see, if she had a treadmill, she'd she be... She would listen. I think your dad would listen. Hi, mom. Yeah, on the treadmill. That's but nice. my mom doesn't have a treadmill. She would if she had Sometimes really? I feel That's bad. That's how that goes. 
Instead of Sometimes music. Sometimes I feel bad. I think my parents get more updates about me through the podcast yeah. than they do. Is there anything <laughs> you need to share with no, your parents? No, but I did get a text message the other day from my dad saying, congrats on your hole-in-one. Because <laughs> 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 we're talking about yeah. it on the podcast. Speaking uh, of, Zach got his first... Ace. I did. There yeah. you go. Greg was okay. with me. It I was, hope you get a text a from your parents. You're walking away from this. Didn't your dad say, are you okay? You, you have oh, shingles gosh, from listening was... to the podcast? Oh, yeah. uh, well, oh, no. It was no. because we were at Fall Retreat. We were at Fall Retreat and we were live broadcasting. Mm. Oh, that's right. Because it was No, like, it wasn't shingles. It was but there was something else. at the retreat. There, there was, was something else that was going on and I had to go to the hospital. Oh, that's... But I, I don't remember. Was it, it was like, the Marvel in the hospital? Nose? I had a panic attack. <laughs> yeah, I think that's oh, what yeah, it was. Oh, yeah. That's or an anxiety attack. I was trying attack. to Whichever one happened. makes you feel like you're having a heart attack. <laughs> Whatever it was, it was not a good day. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't call my dad and tell him, I, so... He found out. From <laughs> he found out stream. because I was Do you need to say anything to, like, apologize to your dad? Oh, we're okay? we are collectively fine. sorry He's to our parents for being terrible children. Oh, goodness. I'm not. I'm just kidding. My mom doesn't listen. I'm just kidding. Yet. Mom, I don't mean any of it. She's in. I'm not sharing this. No. Yeah. No. I'll share it to her. Oh. oh, man. Yikes. You What's your maiden name? Robinson. Robinson. What? <laughs> no, because all of a sudden I was like, he's going to find my mom. But my mom. My mom. <laughs> my mom has a different last name than I do, so I don't so remember it, what that it's was. It's like witness protection here. Guess what we watched yeah. last night? We watched Sleeping Red with the Enemy last night. That's oh, that movie is never so good. I don't know. I don't know. Is that oh. an old person show? It is an old person show. Because <laughs> it's from the 90s, right? Probably like 92. Julia Roberts. Over the meat. That's a good movie. I really Isn't it Julia Roberts? <laughs> Sorry, I didn't yeah. do that. Yeah. That's older than me. Yeah. 92? Oh. What year were you born? 93. So I'll be 28 this year. You're the same age as my brother. That's all right that I think that's a good movie. Look at this. I don't know. Sorry, podcast world. I do think it's a good movie. You have to apologize to your mom again. Mom, I'm sorry. It's rough. I took some video of Abria's cringing during the this jump scenes. Wait, what is this? Now I want to watch it. I think that's going to happen in my life. I love that movie. Hmm. We've been uh, been looking at the book of John for 14 weeks, 13 weeks. 13. This is the 13th week. Yeah. And uh, pretty, we're, we're pretty fun. We're the way through. We are. We're a third of the way through. We only have, you know, 37 more weeks to go. No. We'll get to, yeah, we'll get to 40 no, weeks. Oh, I don't <laughs> think so. Weeks. I don't think we'll have. I don't know if we will. <laughs> we're going to get to 40 weeks and then whatever. Nobody's going to care about John Whatever the spirit again. wants to birth after 40 weeks. Wow. Well, well, there it is. Wow. Now you have to make everything spiritual. Yeah, you need to apologize now. How come you don't do your your sarcastic spiritual voice with a southern accent like I do? That was a southern accent. (laughs) You're just so used to it. (laughs) Oh, no. I like that you guys point that out to me, and then I think of all the southern accent people I know in my life. (laughs) Who do you need to apologize to? You didn't scar me. (laughs) I'm looking at the microwave telling you. (laughs) I have Did a I microwave? You I did. I for this to end. <laughs> <laughs> I am like, that's what I heard. I definitely Why is he talking about microwave popcorn? Are you hungry? <laughs> Do you need a snack? I have a friend who has lived in Minnesota his whole life, and he has a southern accent because he got into an ATV accident, 
and he lost his speech, and his speech therapist was from the South. Nice. And so when he relearned yeah. to talk, oh, he man. learned to talk with an accent. That's amazing. A couple years ago. What? I mean, if you're going to have an accident wild. and have to learn to speak, that is... Yeah. He's got a, just a really nice voice. There was a, a Japanese student that came to Corner Church North Loop for about six months that uh, he was obviously from <laughs> Japan, but at the University of Minnesota, but he did a, like a study abroad year mm. in Ireland. And so to hear this Japanese Irish heavy accent was beautiful. That's fun. Oh, that's pretty great. It's pretty Minnesota accent's pretty great though too. Just a call nice it great. Yeah, it's, it's fun. It's fun to make fun of. It's not pretty. You know, All you have to do is pretty, say yeah. hockey, and then you're there. Yeah. Oh, oh boy. For sure. When I was in Seattle, I got made fun of constantly for my Minnesota oh, accent. Really? Like constant. And then it's yeah. like. You make fun of it and it gets worse, and so you're like, "Oh, Minnesota, oh, yeah!" And then for like two weeks, your accent is so you're getting strong. To the root of oh, the root of what I'm all about. And then you think about, you're from up north to the about. Oh man, offshore to the north shore. <laughs> hey, did you know that Lakshmi Singh, who you've made fun of her voice, is actually hearing impaired? Oh, wow. <laughs> You're the one who made fun of her voice. What is happening? I impersonate Wait, her voice. You're the one who made fun of her I think everybody needs to apologize again. Are you talking, about, actually, are you talking about Mary Louise? Oh. We made fun You're of right, Mary Louise Quelly. I'm sorry, Mary. Sorry, Mary Louise. Oh, dear. Yeah. Was, was I literally just making fun <laughs> of her voice? Yesterday. Yesterday. I feel like I just got rubbed into something out. Okay. Wow. That was... That was... If you... If you could just... We may have crossed the line there, and <laughs> I apologize. Thank you for tuning into another episode of Corner. <laughs> no, stop it! On the microwave. On a microwave. <laughs> on the microwave. I'm Lakshmi Singh. No, it's Mary Louise Kelly. Yeah, that hurt me when I found that out. I was literally making fun of her yesterday in Zach's car. Yeah. Mary Louise Kelly? Yeah. Yeah, she's hearing impaired. Well... I'm a terrible person. She's also, we already knew that. She's yeah. also <laughs> listening right now. So sorry. What did we Mary say Louise. before the podcast that like when uh, if, Greg if is mean to us, knows, we feel yeah, loved? Oh. <laughs> so Mary Louise, I hope you feel uh, the love from Greg right now. You feel... <laughs> Poor Greg. I'm sorry, Greg. Well, John, today oh. we came across another <laughs> group of terrible people. Oh, yeah, we're not the Thank only ones. Goodness. Yeah. Thank goodness. It's, oh. it's interesting. So John... Seven, eight, nine, ten and a half is this next section that we're in in the book of John. And John is building towards his objective of seeing Jesus as the Messiah and that there's life, light, and relationship with him. And comes out of these narratives to a moment of, again, it's, it's a different tone of narrative. And today we, the beginning, the first half, no, it's the first third of John chapter 8, <clears throat> is a portion of narrative that... Uh, always has the what the asterisk that says not in earliest text. Oh yeah, but really a fascinating story of uh, a woman being brought before Jesus and the total intention of these people bringing this woman caught in the act of adultery before Jesus was not a moment of righteousness. It wasn't a moment of trying to uh, spur on the will of God or anything. It was to entrap Jesus mm-hmm. and. So we caught her in the act of adultery. <clears throat> the loss is that we should stone her. What should we do? And the, the why in the road was if Jesus said we should stone her, then it was a moment of him walking away from grace and being a... I think even it was less about Jesus walking away and more about them being able to say, 
see, we had it right. And yeah. He's, he's on, on our side. You're on our side. Yeah, it's affirming mm. what, who they believe themselves to be as the arbiter of, of what was right. Yep. And they were assuming that Jesus was going to say, no, don't stone her. And then they were going to say, well, you all, you're against the law. Yeah. You're blaspheming because the law says we got to stone her. And Jesus throws the, just what a, it would be the retrospect moment, like weeks after you just, <laughs> the woman's funeral was a couple days ago. I could have done And you're that like, you know what I could have said? Oh, <laughs> that's that's my way life, of about it, maybe. Very. <laughs> oh, that's hard. But Jesus, he, he in, in brilliance, he, he brings back responsibility. They were trying to put responsibility onto him. And he, he walks it back to them. And there's this moment of very clear conviction. And it, conviction is not coming from Jesus. It's, it's, it's internal and spiritual and from the Spirit. And then there's conviction and then there's also grace. And uh, yeah, we're this weekend walking towards a conversation of wrestling with that. How do you, can you do relationship with Jesus without walking that heavy the realities of conviction and the realities of grace. Yeah, I know you like to talk a little bit about, maybe even talk a little bit about how this was almost like a, you do a lot of coaching. You have a coaching group right now, and this was almost like a coaching moment from Jesus to these Pharisees. Mm -hmm. They came with this preconceived notion of what they expected to happen or what they wanted to happen or the options and felt like they had Jesus between a kind of rock and a hard place and Jesus kind of just ask he doesn't ask them a question but it, it it is a coaching question yeah the the coaching process isn't always just questions but it's it's helping people process in order to get to their desired outcome mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh the the coach the the goal of a coach is not to give direction or it's not a mentoring relationship it's to help people process and here jesus goes hey let me help you process this for a minute okay <laughs> whoever is without sin they can throw the first stone. And then uh, it just, that, it wasn't just a moment of them going, oh, great, busted. But rather, you can see all this in heavy, heavy contemplation. And yeah. it says the oldest to the youngest then walked away. Yeah. Like you talk about with coaching, like silence after the question. And like he goes yeah. back to writing in the sand. And I can just see like the working, the yeah. brain just like. Oh, crud. Yeah, it feels like Jesus is saying, Who's, whose responsibility is it really to execute judgment on this woman? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, they ha you have to, if you think you are righteous, then you better be righteous. Hmm. And I've, I talked about a bunch about this. This is, our whole podcast is about Behind the Message. And I've wrestled with, and, and you guys have given in some pushback, which is great, the, that I really think that Jesus trusted all these people in this narrative he trusted again you can whatever process this with me i don't care what you think no but i think that it's a statement of trust a statement of and not trusting them jesus would have like shoved them onto the ground and said you don't do it you know and he would have thrown himself in between the two yeah. and uh and jesus doesn't he goes in essence he goes i let me help you process this. I trust that you're going to make a good decision. And then he doesn't chase them down and say, what did you learn? And then with this woman, he goes, who condemns you? No one. Well, I don't condemn you either. Then he, he says, then leave your life of sin. And then it's like this another departure. Yeah. 
I think, too, like, the way he lets them, like, the way he goes down and is quiet and lets them process it. Like, he could have taught in that moment. He could have tried to, you know, say what was the right thing and just kept going. And it might not have had the same heart change. I mean, not that I know that their heart, well, it seems like it. I mean, they stopped. They didn't stone her. Um, I feel like just the fact that it was quiet and they had to really think and stop for a minute led to that heart change. And don't you think if they would have... If Jesus would have said, nope, that doesn't matter what the law says, we can't stone her, don't you think they would have stoned him? Mm. He would have slipped away. Which he does shortly. Yeah. Yeah. Drop the smoke bomb. Wasn't his time. Disappear. (laughs) I wonder if that's how he did it. Like, the writing just says he was able to sneak away, but actually Jesus was a part-time magician. Ninja. Yeah. I thought that was a really good conversation. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta move back and forth. I know, then shallow in. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. I think it's hard for me to wrap my head around the like. I think well, I do think it's in God's nature to trust humanity, even though it doesn't make sense most of yeah. the time. Yeah, we talked about that Thursday. The foolishness of God. Yeah. Why? And so, which in that, isn't that like a paradox? Even in, in saying that, it's that it's foolishness in our eyes. It's not foolishness, but yeah. it feels foolish. Mm-hmm. And a lot of what we're wanting to spur on in conversation this Sunday is goes back to the heart of these Pharisees and their self-righteousness. Their self-righteousness in trying to corner Jesus. Their self-righteousness in relationship with this woman. And then the thing that really changes in this narrative is that they have this realization that their self-righteousness is hollow or empty. And... Walking into conversation and thinking about this, you know, what does self-righteousness do in relationship with people and with God is, mm-hmm. we could, I think, just say, welcome to Corner Church, everybody. When you feel self-righteous, how does that impact your relationship with people? And just go, all right, have fun talking about that for a while. And then how does that affect your relationship <laughs> with God? Yeah. I think that, um, as opposed to going, um, you know one thing that you need to do and you better listen good. It's not be self-righteous mm-hmm. like I am right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's hard. Like, for me, I feel like self-righteousness is like a f- fine, a pretty fine line. Like, yeah, it is, I think it to some degree, it's made in the image of God. You, it's like, I, I am good. I inherently have goodness in me. And then it can slip into that, like... I've done something to deserve it. And mm-hmm. I, for me, that is like the the line that to move from self-righteousness or from just being proud or happy with who I am mm-hmm. to self-righteousness. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing that is really complex is the Pharisees, as he's talking to them, again, just remember that they had hundreds of years of a system where their righteousness came through their work. Right. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. their righteousness did come from what they did or didn't do. And then Jesus comes to kind of flip that on its head. That's hard. <laughs> yeah, uh, and like, I don't think the reason they were, again, this is hard for me to wrap my head around, but the reason they were coming to entrap Jesus is because they thought that Jesus was wrong. Mm-hmm. They thought it was dangerous, yeah. Yeah. And I that that dangerous fear of the danger of Jesus leads them through the next couple years year of of what their interactions and it builds and eventually when we get to that middle point in the book of john when he raises lazarus from the dead it's it's that was it yeah 
the the crowd was definitely all f- the the community was all for Jesus, and then it was really dangerous, and something needed to change. Yeah, I feel like more and more there's these moments in Scripture where I would uh, I would die to know like the outcome of some of these interactions with Jesus, like these Pharisees in this moment. Like I yeah. want. I want to know the the outcome of what happened next. yeah what happened next what was going on in them and what like and I think the closest that we can get to that is actually wrestling with that for ourselves is yeah I I think the open endedness of that really points to what happened to them became their responsibility hmm. which is um, that's pretty heavy to process like what happened to the rich young ruler what happened to mm-hmm. the woman that was healed from her issue of bleeding, all these things. And the answer to what happened to them is what how they chose to live. Because that's true with us as well. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> but I they had an like, interaction with Jesus. I feel like, what, what was it? We were talking a few weeks ago about, the, maybe it was the rich young ruler, and talking about, like, was he in the same place like a year later? Did mm. he just go back? And, and it's like, how many... Like, I feel like these moments with Jesus, sometimes they, like, we want there to be this permanent life change. Mm. And honestly, like, it's over and over again. Like, I was actually talking to my husband last night because we had a bit of a disagreement. And, like, one of the things he said was, like, I don't always bring things up to you because you don't change. And I'm like, oh, well, that's nice. super. <laughs> um, but, I mean, he was not being mean. Um, but, like, it's, like, you know, just, like, as human beings, like, and creatures of habit like change Mm. can be really hard and i was like you know the thing is is like we might have to talk about this 10 times before i really get great at changing this it might take me a while it might take me even years to get better at certain things and then when we talk about this jesus moment like these pharisees might have had this moment of change but they probably went back to another moment where they were this woman as well yeah yeah, right absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, he said, go and sin no more. But, man, how many times have somebody said, go and sin no more? And the next day, I'm like, well. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's easy, it's so it's even, <laughs> it's easy for, you know, to pray prayers like, I mean it this time, God. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. For real. This is real. <laughs> this time it's real. I'm really yeah. going to change. Yeah, like the repentance. Like we talk about, yeah. I always hear repentance means like this change and you're you're walking. And I'm I've like, oh, my way. I've turned from my ways. Change, and I'm like, you never would do it again. Oh, my my yeah. grandmother would always that say that. Yeah. She's like, what? Wait. You yeah. Yeah. If oh, you man. really were following... Not when it's your dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Not when it's your dad. Sorry, <laughs> Greg's dad. <laughs> I think that, like, well, when we're talking about, like, this, like, attitude of, like, your heart change, I think a lot of, like, how... Um, when we see, like, it's one of those things you get used to almost, like, when you are, like, a Christian or you, like, are practicing these different religious acts... Mm. Um, you expect, like, you're taught, like, expect God to show up here. Like, expect that he's going to move. And you're like, okay, yeah, I'm expecting it. And so then you have, like, those really impactful encounters where you're like, wow, I did not understand, like, the grace of the Lord here. And so this has literally changed me. But it's like with miracles, over time, like, the more you see it, almost it loses, like, its emphasis or, like, its excitement. So it's easier to go back to, like, those patterns or those habits because that was a long time ago that I experienced that, grace or that like form of repentance or forgiveness so it's like 
it starts to wear off. At first, like the first week, the first month, the first year, it's really like, I cannot believe that like Jesus is just so good and that he spoke to me and Mm -hmm. that he's doing these things and healing me from these things. But like, I've also continued to live life and experience these really hard things. And so you allow it to, I don't know, like just diminish the work of God in your life because of just, yeah, the everyday like battle Mm -hmm. of dealing with your flesh. Yeah. It's, I find it really important to like kind of where we end this is, uh, to view God as both the provider of conviction and the provider of grace. Like yeah. in my life, I need both of those hand in hand. Mm-hmm. And not just like con- just abstract conviction or abstract grace, but the conviction for the betterment of me and grace yeah. for the betterment of me. Yeah. They're, yep. they're both gifts for me. Yeah, that's yeah. really good. And the beauty and the complexity of conviction, and we're not going to give all the answers in this, is that... Oh, please. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but... Uh, It'd be a lot cooler if you did. <laughs> is, is that con- conviction is is going to be in its depth, in its purest, is God at work through the Holy Spirit inside of us. And uh, um, conviction that comes from outside of us is radically yeah. different than conviction that comes from inside of us. Yeah. And I think that's, a, that's brilliant. I do think God uses external but uh, it's always coupled with internal. Yeah. I think we yeah, Which is only... exactly what we witness in this, mm-hmm. this interaction. He goes, hey, think about this. And then the external conviction became internal conviction, mm-hmm. which led to a response. Mm-hmm. You did it, Kim. We first did podcast first podcast. You nailed it. Wait, was that it? That's it. That's that it. was 30. Wait, what? It's, we've been we here for an hour and a half. I must have just blacked out. We're, half we're still recording. <laughs> well, everybody. Oh, uh, well. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Um, Thanks for joining us. Have a great week.